In the remote corners of an ancient land where the maps ended and the wilds began, there existed a village known by very few. Shrouded perpetually in a thick, silvery mist, it lay hidden from the prying eyes of the world. This village, untouched by time, was a secret kept by the mist, a secret known as the Silver Vale. The legend of the Silver Vale was whispered in hushed tones across distant taverns and among superstitious travellers. It was said to be a place cursed, a village trapped in an endless twilight, forever waiting for a dawn that never came. The mist was no ordinary fog. It was a living, breathing entity, a guardian of sorts, concealing the village and its secrets from the outside world. On a particularly stormy night, in a tavern far removed from civilization, the legend found its way to the ears of a young, intrepid man named Eric. Amidst the raucous laughter and clinking of mugs, a grizzled traveller, his face weathered by the elements, leaned across the table towards Eric. Have you heard of the Silver Vale? he asked, his voice a gravelly whisper, barely audible over the din. Eric, with the scepticism of youth, laughed lightly. A tale for children, to scare them from straying too far from home. The traveller, undeterred, continued, It's real, lad, and it's not just a mist. Something dark, something ancient dwells within. They say those who enter never return the same. Eric's laughter faded, replaced by a spark of curiosity in his eyes. The idea of an undiscovered place, hidden by such an enigmatic phenomenon, was irresistible to his adventurous spirit. In the days that followed, the story of the Silver Vale haunted Eric's thoughts. He found himself poring over old maps and obscure texts, piecing together the fragments of tales told in hushed tones. Determined to uncover the truth, Eric prepared for his journey into the unknown. The journey was long and arduous, taking Eric through uncharted forests and over treacherous mountains. As he ventured closer to where the village was rumoured to be, a palpable change in the air greeted him. A chill, not of the cold, but of the uncanny, crept over him as he stepped into the realm of the Silver Vale. The mist enveloped him, a dense fog that seemed to swallow sound and light. It moved around him like a living thing, parting just enough to allow him passage. As Eric walked through the mist, the world around him faded away and for a moment, he felt as if he was walking through a dream. The morning sun struggled to penetrate the dense canopy of the forest as Eric continued his journey towards the heart of the mist-enshrouded village. The air grew colder, the atmosphere heavier, as if the very earth itself was holding its breath. The silver veil, a shimmering curtain of fog, loomed ahead, marking the boundary of the hidden village. With each step, Eric felt a growing sense of unease, yet his determination did not waver. He had travelled too far, driven by the allure of uncovering a truth that had remained shrouded for generations. As he crossed the threshold of the Silver Vale, a sudden silence enveloped him, the kind of silence that presses against the ears, thick and oppressive. The village that emerged from the mist was a tableau of forgotten times. The buildings, ancient and weathered, were constructed in a style that spoke of centuries past. The cobblestone paths, uneven and overgrown with moss, wound through the village like the remnants of a long-forgotten dream. 
Eric's footsteps echoed through the deserted streets, drawing curious gazes from behind half-closed shutters. The villagers, hidden within their homes, watched the outsider with a mixture of fear and intrigue. It was clear that visitors were a rarity in this secluded place. As Eric ventured deeper, the mist seemed to retreat, curling back to reveal more of the village's secrets. The air was thick with the scent of damp earth and wood smoke, and every so often, a faint whisper of conversation or the clatter of a household chore would drift through the air, only to be quickly hushed. An elderly woman, her hair a silvery cascade that mirrored the mist, stepped out from one of the houses. She leaned heavily on a gnarled walking stick, her eyes piercing through the fog with a clarity that belied her years. This was Martha, and her gaze upon Eric was both wary and resigned. Who are you? she asked, her voice a raspy echo of a time long gone. Eric met her gaze, his own resolve shining through. My name is Eric. I've come to learn about the Silver Vale, to understand the truth behind this cursed village. Martha's expression shifted, a myriad of emotions flickering across her weathered features. Cursed, yes, she murmured, more to herself than to him. You should not have come here, young man. This place, it's not kind to strangers. Eric took a step closer, his curiosity piqued by her words. I need to know, he insisted, about the mist, the villagers, everything. Why is this place hidden from the world? Martha regarded him for a long moment, her eyes reflecting a deep, unspoken sorrow. Finally, she nodded slowly. Very well, she conceded. But the truth is not a light burden to bear. Follow me. With that, Martha turned, leading Eric deeper into the village towards the gathering of elders who held the keys to the village's enigmatic past. The air around them seemed to thrum with anticipation, as if the village itself was awakening from a long slumber, ready to reveal its secrets to those brave enough to seek them. Martha led Eric through the winding, mist-laden streets of the village to a large, ancient building that stood solemnly at its centre. It was an old hall, its wood darkened by time and elements, adorned with carvings that spoke of a history long forgotten. The air around it felt heavier, charged with an unspoken gravity. As they entered, the interior revealed itself to be a large gathering room, where a group of elders sat around an old round table. Their faces were etched with lines of age, and their eyes held the weight of untold stories. They looked up as Martha and Eric approached, their expressions a mix of curiosity and apprehension. This is Eric, Martha introduced. He seeks to know about the pact. The elders exchanged glances, a silent conversation passing between them. The eldest among them, a man with a stoic face and sharp eyes named Thomas, nodded gravely. He gestured for Eric to sit. And as he did, an air of solemnity settled over the room. You've come seeking answers about the Silver Veil, Thomas began, his voice deep and resonant. What you are about to hear has been a burden carried by our village for generations. Eric leaned forward, his attention rapt. I'm ready to hear it, he said, a mix of eagerness and apprehension in his voice. Thomas sighed, a sound of weariness and regret. Long ago, our village was much like any other, but we faced hardships, 
famine, disease, and the threat of war. In our desperation, we sought help from a source we did not fully understand. He paused, collecting his thoughts. A spirit powerful and ancient came to us. It offered us protection, prosperity, a shield from the outside world's troubles. In return, it asked for a bond, a pact. A pact, Eric echoed, his brow furrowed. Yes, Thomas continued, a pact of soul and spirit. We agreed, blinded by our immediate needs. The spirit, Arathos it called itself, became our guardian, and the silver veil was its manifestation, hiding us from the world. But such a pact came at a price, another elder, a woman with keen eyes named Eleanor, interjected. The spirit did not just protect us, it claimed us. We became tethered to this village, to the veil. We could no longer leave, nor could we age or die as normal folk. We became prisoners in our own home. The room fell silent, the weight of their words hanging in the air. Eric felt a chill run down his spine, the reality of what he heard sinking in. Our freedom, young man, Thomas said, his eyes meeting Eric's, was the price we paid, a price we continue to pay. Eric sat back, his mind racing. He had come seeking a legend, a story. Instead, he found a tragedy, a tale of desperation and a pact that bound not just a village, but its very souls. Why haven't you broken this pact? Eric asked, his voice a whisper. We've tried, Martha said, her voice tinged with sorrow. But the pact is bound by magic far beyond our understanding. We are tied to Arathos and it to us. Eric's gaze hardened with resolve. Then let's find a way, he said determinedly, a way to break this curse and free your village. The elders looked at each other, a flicker of hope igniting in their eyes for the first time in many years. Maybe, just maybe, this outsider held the key to their salvation. Eric, fueled by the revelation of the village's plight, was determined to delve deeper into the mystery surrounding the pact with Arathos. Guided by Martha, he was led to a secluded part of the village where an old, ivy-covered building stood. This was the village library, a repository of knowledge and history that had been undisturbed for years. As they entered, the musty scent of old books and parchment filled the air. The library was a labyrinth of shelves, each laden with volumes of ancient texts, scrolls and manuscripts. Dust motes danced in the shafts of light filtering through the stained glass windows, casting colourful patterns on the stone floor. The librarian, a middle-aged woman with sharp features and keen eyes named Sarah, looked up from her desk. Her expression was one of surprise, not having seen a new face in the library for many years. This is Eric, Martha introduced. He's here to learn about the pact with Arathos. Sarah's eyes narrowed, a flicker of concern passing through them. You tread on dangerous ground, young man, she warned. The knowledge you seek is not for the faint of heart. I need to understand, Eric insisted, his resolve unwavering. I need to find a way to break this curse. With a sigh, Sarah rose from her desk. Very well, she said, leading them through the maze of bookshelves. The truth lies buried in our history. They stopped at a secluded section of the library, where the oldest and most sacred texts were kept. 
Sarah reached for an ancient tome, its cover etched with symbols that seemed to shift and change in the dim light. She carefully opened it, revealing pages yellowed with age. This chronicle details the early days of our village and our first encounters with Arathos, Sarah explained. It speaks of the spirit's offer and the terms of the pact. Eric leaned in, scanning the archaic script. The language was old, but he could make out enough to understand the gist of it. The text spoke of a time of great despair, when the village was on the brink of destruction. It told of a mysterious figure, a spirit of the forest, that appeared to the villagers with a promise of salvation. The spirit offered protection, prosperity and peace, Sarah translated. In return, it asked for a bond with the village, a merging of souls and essence. But there's more, she continued, turning the page to a passage marked with a dark ink. The pact was sealed with a ritual, a ritual that bound not just the villagers, but the land itself to Arathos. The silver veil was the physical manifestation of this bond. Eric's eyes widened as he absorbed the information. The pact was more than just a simple agreement. It was a deep, magical connection that intertwined the fate of the villagers with the spirit. And here, Sarah pointed to a faded illustration, is Arathos. As described by the elders, it was neither human nor beast, but something otherworldly. The image depicted a shadowy figure, its form both elegant and terrifying. It was surrounded by a halo of mist, with eyes that seemed to pierce through the parchment. There might be a way to break this bond, Eric mused, his mind racing. There has to be. Sarah looked at him, a mix of admiration and skepticism in her eyes. Perhaps, she said, but the cost could be greater than you know. This pact is ancient and powerful. Breaking it could have unforeseen consequences. Eric nodded, his determination unwavering. I have to try, he said. For the sake of the village. For their freedom. As they left the library, the weight of the task ahead loomed over Eric. He was no longer just an outsider seeking a legend. He was now a key player in a struggle centuries in the making. A struggle against a force that was as old as the land itself. Armed with the knowledge gleaned from the ancient texts, Eric knew that his next step was to confront Arathos directly. The night had fallen, casting the village in a blanket of darkness, making the ever-present mist seem more ominous. Guided by the descriptions from the elders and the cryptic hints in the texts, Eric ventured towards the heart of the forest that bordered the village. The forest was dense and untamed, with gnarled trees and thick underbrush that seemed to resist every step. The air was thick with the scent of damp earth and decaying leaves, creating an almost claustrophobic atmosphere. Eric pushed forward, driven by a mix of fear and determination. As he delved deeper into the forest, a strange feeling took hold of him, a sensation of being watched, of being followed. The shadows seemed to move with a life of their own, and the sounds of the forest grew more eerie and unsettling. The deeper he went, the more the line between reality and imagination blurred. Finally, Eric arrived at a clearing where the trees gave way to an open space bathed in moonlight. In the center of the clearing stood a figure, a being that seemed to be both there and not there, its form shimmering and shifting in the moonlight. 
This was Arathos, the spirit bound to the village, the source of the Silver Veil. You dare to seek me out, mortal? The spirit's voice was like a whisper on the wind, chilling and ethereal. Eric steadied himself, his hand instinctively going to the hilt of his sword. I've come to end the pact between you and the village, he declared, his voice firm despite the pounding of his heart. Arathos laughed, a sound that was both beautiful and terrifying. You, a mere human, seek to break a bond forged in the depths of time. You do not understand the forces you meddle with. I understand enough, Eric shot back. I've seen the suffering of the villagers, the prison you've made of their home. The pact was their choice, their salvation, Arathos countered. In return for my protection, they gave me their allegiance. The terms were agreed upon. But they are prisoners now, bound to you against their will, Eric argued. It's time to release them. Arathos's form seemed to grow, casting long, dark shadows across the clearing. The pact cannot be undone by mere words, human. It is bound by magic deeper than the roots of these ancient trees. Eric drew his sword, the blade gleaming in the moonlight. Then I'll break it by force if I must. The spirit's laughter echoed through the forest, a sound that sent shivers down Eric's spine. You are brave, I grant you that. But bravery alone cannot break the chains of destiny. With a sudden, swift motion, Arathos lunged towards Eric, its form becoming a swirling mass of shadows. Eric braced himself, his sword raised as he faced the spirit in a battle that would determine the fate of the cursed village. The confrontation between man and spirit, between freedom and bondage, had begun. The clearing became an arena as Eric faced off against Arathos, the air charged with the tension of an impending storm. The spirit, a swirling mass of darkness and mist, moved with an unnatural grace, its form constantly shifting and undulating like smoke in a strong wind. Eric, gripping his sword tightly, circled the spirit, looking for an opening. He knew that physical force alone might not be enough to defeat a being of magic and shadow, but he was determined to try. The moon cast a pale light over the scene, creating an otherworldly tableau. With a sudden surge, Arathos struck, tendrils of shadow reaching out towards Eric like dark fingers. Eric dodged, rolling to the side, barely escaping the grasp of the spirit. He swung his sword in a wide arc, slicing through the tendrils. To his surprise, the blade met resistance, cutting through the shadow as if it were flesh. Arathos recoiled, a hiss emanating from its form. You are more formidable than you appear, human, the spirit conceded, its voice a mix of anger and admiration. Eric didn't respond, focusing instead on his next move. He knew that he couldn't let up. The spirit was powerful and even a moment's hesitation could be fatal. The spirit attacked again, this time with greater ferocity. It conjured a gust of wind that whipped through the clearing, bending trees and sending leaves swirling in a frenzied dance. Eric shielded his face with his arm, struggling against the gale. Then, seizing his moment, Eric lunged forward, sword extended. He struck true, his blade piercing the heart of the swirling mass. Arathos let out an unearthly wail, a sound that seemed to shake the very ground. You may defeat me, but the pact cannot be undone. Arathos snarled, its form beginning to unravel. Eric, panting, stood his ground. We'll see about that, 
he retorted, his determination unwavering. With a final desperate effort, Arathos unleashed a wave of dark energy, a last attempt to overwhelm Eric. But Eric was ready. He raised his sword, channeling all his strength and will into a single, decisive blow. The sword glowed with a brilliant light, cutting through the darkness like a beacon. There was a moment of resistance, a moment where time seemed to stand still, and then the blade cleaved through the spirit's form. Arathos screamed, a sound that echoed through the forest, reverberating in the air and the earth. The spirit's form shattered, dissipating into a cloud of mist that slowly faded away, leaving behind only the echo of its wail. Eric, exhausted but triumphant, stood alone in the clearing. The moon shone down, its light now unobstructed by the malevolent presence of Arathos. The battle was over, and the spirit that had bound the village for so long was defeated. But as the adrenaline faded, Eric couldn't help but wonder what the consequences of his victory would be. He had vanquished Arathos, but the fate of the village and its curse remained uncertain. As the final echoes of Arathos's defeat faded into the night, a profound change began to sweep across the village. Eric, still standing in the clearing, could feel it in the air. A sense of release, of bonds being broken. He watched in wonder as the silver veil, the perpetual mist that had shrouded the village for centuries, started to thin. Slowly, like the lifting of a heavy blanket, the mist dissipated, revealing the true face of the village under the light of the moon and stars. For the first time in countless years, the village was visible to the outside world. The villagers, sensing the change, emerged from their homes. They stepped into the streets, eyes wide with wonder and disbelief. The curse that had held them in its grip, frozen in time and hidden from the world, was unravelling before their very eyes. Martha, along with the other elders, walked towards the centre of the village, where Eric soon joined them. Their faces, once marked with resignation and sorrow, now bore expressions of cautious hope. The mist! It's gone! Martha uttered in disbelief, her eyes scanning the clear night sky. The pact! Has it truly been broken? Thomas, the elder, asked, his voice a mixture of hope and uncertainty. Eric nodded, still catching his breath. Arathos is defeated, the bond is broken. A murmur of astonishment and relief swept through the gathered villagers. For so long, they had lived under the shadow of the curse, never daring to dream of freedom. Now, the impossible had happened. As the reality of their liberation set in, the villagers began to express their joy. Smiles broke out, tears were shed, and laughter filled the air. Sounds that had been absent from the village for too long. They embraced each other, sharing the moment of triumph and relief. But amid the celebration, Eric felt a strange sensation, a tug at his heart, a feeling of being connected to something much larger than himself. It was as if, in breaking the bond between Arathos and the village, he had inadvertently formed a new bond, one that linked him to the village and its fate. Martha approached Eric, her wise eyes reflecting the moonlight. You have freed us, she said, her voice tinged with gratitude. But I fear the cost may be more than you anticipated. Eric looked at her, a sense of foreboding creeping into his heart. What do you mean? 
The pact with Arathos was not just a bond of protection. It was a bond of guardianship. With the spirit gone, that role may have passed to you, she explained softly. Eric's mind raced as he processed her words. The realization hit him like a wave. In defeating Arathos, he had become the village's new guardian. The joy of the villagers was his to witness, but not to share. He had freed them, but in doing so, he had tied himself to the very land he had saved. The night filled with the sounds of a village reborn also carried a bittersweet undertone. Freedom had come, but the story was far from over. For Eric, a new chapter was just beginning. The chapter of the Guardian of the Village, once hidden beneath the Silver Veil. In the days following the lifting of the curse, the village experienced a renaissance of sorts. The villagers, who had been living in a timeless state under the Silver Veil, began to embrace the changes. They ventured beyond the boundaries of their village, experiencing the outside world for the first time in centuries. However, amidst this newfound freedom and joy, Eric faced an unforeseen and personal consequence. Eric had begun to notice something peculiar about his connection to the village. He felt an invisible tether, a bond that seemed to anchor him to the very heart of the village. At first, he dismissed it as a residual effect of his encounter with Arathos. But as time passed, the reality of his situation became undeniable. One morning, as he attempted to leave the village to explore the surrounding lands, he felt an overwhelming force pulling him back. It was as if an unseen hand was firmly guiding him away from the borders, back to the centre of the village. Confused and concerned, Eric sought out Martha and the elders. Gathered once again in the elders' hall, Eric explained his predicament. I can't leave the village. Something is keeping me here, bound to this place. The elders exchanged worried glances, and Martha stepped forward, her expression grave. We feared this might happen, she began. The pact with Arathos was not just a bond of protection, but also a bond of guardianship. When you defeated Arathos, you might have inherited its role. Eric's heart sank at her words. So I'm trapped here, just like you were. It seems so. Thomas the Elder confirmed solemnly. Arathos was bound to the village, its guardian as much as its jailer. By breaking the pact, you freed us but took its place. The village needed a guardian, and you have become that guardian. The weight of his sacrifice began to dawn on Eric. In his quest to free the villagers, he had inadvertently bound himself to their fate. He had become the new custodian of the village, a role he neither sought nor desired. But there must be a way to break this new bond, Eric said, a note of desperation in his voice. I can't spend my life trapped here. Martha placed a comforting hand on his shoulder. If there is a way, we will help you find it. You have given us our freedom. It's only right that we help you regain yours. The villagers, grateful to Eric for lifting the curse, rallied around him. They scoured the ancient texts, consulted with wise women and men who had once shunned the village and sought out any knowledge that might help break Eric's bond. However, as days turned into weeks, no solution was found. Eric, despite being celebrated as a hero, felt the growing weight of his unintended confinement. He watched as the villagers he had freed lived their lives, exploring the world beyond the mist, 
while he remained tethered to the village, a guardian bound by an invisible chain. This unforeseen consequence of his heroic act was a bitter pill to swallow. Eric had set out to be a liberator, only to become a prisoner in another form. The irony of his situation was not lost on him, and it filled him with a sense of melancholy. But within that melancholy, there was also a glimmer of determination. Eric had faced impossible odds before, and he resolved to do so again. The search for his own liberation had just begun. In the wake of the revelation that he had become the village's new guardian, Eric grappled with the reality of his unexpected role. The freedom he had fought so valiantly to restore for the villagers had become an elusive dream for himself. Bound to the village by an unseen force, he found himself standing at the crossroads of acceptance and resistance. The villagers, once bound by the same invisible chains, now approached Eric with a mix of reverence and sympathy. They offered him food, company and support, acknowledging the sacrifice he had unwittingly made for their liberation. Martha, in particular, became a source of comfort and wisdom, sharing her insights and experiences from the years under the Silver Veil. You have become our guardian, Eric, Martha said one evening as they walked through the village, now vibrant with life and activity. It's a role that comes with great responsibility, but also with great honor. Eric listened, his expression a blend of resignation and resolve. I never intended to take Arathos's place. My goal was to free you, not to exchange one prison for another. Martha nodded understandingly. Fate has a strange way of twisting our paths. But remember, being a guardian doesn't mean you are alone. We are here with you, and together we will find a way to break this new bond. Eric spent his days learning the intricacies of his role as the Guardian. He found he had a heightened connection to the land and the people. He could sense when something was amiss, feel the ebb and flow of the village's life force. It was a connection that was both powerful and overwhelming. The villagers, for their part, did not let Eric's sacrifice go unacknowledged. They held a ceremony in his honor, celebrating him as the hero who lifted the curse and as the new protector of their home. Songs were sung, stories were told, and Eric was at the heart of it all, a reluctant hero thrust into a role he never sought. Yet, amidst the celebrations, Eric's mind was always working, always searching for a way to break his bond to the village. He delved into the ancient texts with Sarah, the librarian, who had become a close ally in his quest for freedom. They pored over scrolls and books, seeking any clue that might lead to a solution. As weeks turned into months, Eric began to embrace his role as the Guardian. He helped the villagers with their daily lives, offering guidance and assistance. He became a mentor to the children, sharing stories of the outside world and teaching them about life beyond the village. But the desire for his own freedom never waned. Each night, as he lay in his modest dwelling, he would look out at the starlit sky and dream of the world beyond the village. The yearning for exploration, for discovery, for a life unbound, remained a constant companion in his heart. Eric's journey had taken an unexpected turn, but his story was far from over. As the new guardian of the village, he had found a purpose, but the quest for his own liberation was a flame that continued to burn brightly within him. 
The next chapter of his adventure was just beginning. Months passed with Eric fully immersed in his role as the guardian of the village. The initial shock of his predicament had given way to a routine that was both fulfilling and constraining. He helped the villagers with their agricultural practices, mediated disputes and became a central figure in their everyday life. Yet, the yearning for freedom, the desire to explore beyond the confines of the village, never left him. During the quiet hours of the night, Eric and Sarah, the librarian, would delve into the depths of the village's ancient lore, seeking any clue that might release him from his guardianship. The library, with its musty smell of old books and the soft glow of candlelight, became their sanctuary of research and hope. Sarah had proven to be an invaluable ally in this quest. Her knowledge of the ancient texts and her keen insight often led them to explore theories and rituals long forgotten. Together, they pored over every scroll and manuscript that held even the slightest reference to ancient bonds and curses. One evening, as a storm raged outside, providing a dramatic backdrop to their search, Sarah stumbled upon a lead in a tattered old tome. Eric, listen to this, she said, her voice trembling with excitement. It speaks of a ritual, one that can sever ties with the land, but it's vague on the details. Eric leaned over the book, his eyes scanning the faded text. The ritual involved a series of steps that were complex and fraught with warnings of danger. It required a deep understanding of ancient magic, a precise alignment of natural elements, and, most crucially, a great personal sacrifice. The ritual speaks of a sacrifice, but what kind? Eric pondered aloud, a sense of unease creeping into his voice. Sarah looked up at him, her eyes filled with concern. I'm not sure, but every indication points to it being something of immense personal value. The greater the sacrifice, the more powerful the ritual. Eric felt a chill run down his spine. The thought of sacrificing something dear to him was daunting, yet the prospect of regaining his freedom was too compelling to ignore. Over the following weeks, they prepared for the ritual with meticulous care. They gathered rare herbs from the deepest parts of the forest, sourced precious stones from the village's old mine, and waited for the night of the full moon, which the text specified as crucial for the ritual's success. The villagers, aware of Eric's efforts, offered their support in quiet, respectful ways. They understood his desire to be free, for they too had once longed for the same. Finally, the night of the full moon arrived. The village was eerily quiet, with only the sound of the leaves rustling in the gentle night breeze. In a clearing at the edge of the village, Eric and Sarah set up the ritual space. A circle of stones marked the boundary, and within it, they placed the herbs and crystals in a precise pattern. As they began the ritual, chanting the ancient words and following the elaborate steps, the air around them seemed to thicken. The stones glowed faintly and a wind picked up, swirling around the clearing. Eric felt a connection to the land intensifying, as if the village itself was responding to the ritual. But as the ritual reached its climax, Eric's heart began to pound with apprehension. What sacrifice would be required of him, and would he be willing to make it? The answers to these questions lay shrouded in the unfolding night as the ritual drew to its critical moment. Under the luminous glow of the full moon, 
The ritual to break Eric's bond with the village reached its zenith. The air crackled with a palpable energy, the kind that raised the hairs on the back of one's neck. Eric stood within the circle of stones, his eyes closed, concentrating deeply, while Sarah recited the ancient incantations from the tome. The ground beneath them seemed to hum, responding to the ritual's power. The herbs and crystals arranged meticulously in the circle began to emit a faint, otherworldly light, casting eerie shadows on the faces of Eric and Sarah. Eric could feel the bond that tied him to the village. It was like a tangible thread woven into his very being. As Sarah continued the chant, the thread seemed to pulse and tighten, as if resisting the forces being invoked to sever it. Sarah's voice grew louder, more commanding. The words of the ancient language filled the air, blending with the natural sounds of the night. The wind whipped around them, creating a vortex of energy that centered on Eric. Then came the moment for the sacrifice. The tome had been clear on this. The ritual required something of immense personal value to be given up, a testament to the caster's willingness and determination. Eric's mind raced. What could he sacrifice? He thought of the sword he had used to defeat Arathos, a symbol of his courage and strength. He thought of the memories of his travels, the freedom he so dearly missed. But deep down, he knew none of these were sufficient. Sarah, sensing his hesitation, paused in her recitation. Eric, she said, her voice steady yet filled with concern. The sacrifice must be something truly valuable to you. Eric's eyes opened and he looked at Sarah. In that moment, he understood the true nature of the sacrifice. It wasn't a physical object or a memory. It was something far more significant. He took a deep breath, and with a voice filled with resolve and a tinge of sorrow, he spoke. I sacrifice my dreams of exploration, the freedom I've longed for, my desire to see the world beyond this village. I give up these dreams for the greater good. As he uttered these words, a surge of energy rippled through the clearing. The light from the herbs and crystals intensified, enveloping Eric in a brilliant glow. The wind howled, and the bond that tied Eric to the village manifested visibly, a shimmering thread that connected him to the very heart of the land. Then, with a sudden release that felt like a physical blow, the thread snapped. The light exploded in a blinding flash, and the energy vortex collapsed, leaving the clearing in sudden, profound silence. Eric staggered, feeling an immense weight lift from his shoulders. His connection to the village, the invisible chains that bound him, were gone. He was free. Sarah rushed to his side, helping him steady himself. Did it work? She asked, her eyes wide with hope and concern. Eric looked around, feeling a sense of disconnection from the village for the first time. He nodded, a slow smile spreading across his face. It worked. I'm free. The villagers, who had gathered at a distance to witness the ritual, erupted into cheers. They had come to respect and care for Eric, and seeing him regain his freedom was a joyous moment. But the joy was bittersweet. Eric's sacrifice of his dreams meant that, while he was free from the bond, the very thing he longed for, the adventure and exploration of the world beyond, was something he had given up. He had gained his freedom, 
but at the cost of his deepest desires. As the villagers celebrated, Eric stood there, a mix of relief and melancholy in his heart. He had achieved what he set out to do, but the future he had envisioned for himself was now a path he could no longer pursue. The ritual was complete, but its outcome was a reminder that freedom often comes at a price. In the aftermath of the ritual, the village was abuzz with a sense of wonder and relief. Eric, once bound to the land as its guardian, now walked among the villagers as one of their own, yet distinct in his sacrifice. The breaking of his bond had been a momentous event, marked not only by the magic of the ritual, but also by the depth of his sacrifice. As the initial euphoria settled, Eric began to feel the full impact of his choice. He had regained his freedom, but at the cost of his deepest yearning, to explore the world beyond the village. This realization cast a shadow over his newfound liberty, tinging it with a sense of loss and resignation. Sarah, who had been a constant companion and support, noticed the change in Eric. One evening, as they walked through the village, now alive with the sounds of evening activities, she broached the subject. You did it, Eric. You're free, she said, her voice gentle. But you seem distant, burdened. Eric looked at her, a wistful expression in his eyes. I am free, Sarah, but the freedom feels hollow. I sacrificed my dreams, my desire for exploration. What is freedom if not the ability to pursue one's dreams? Sarah nodded, understanding his conflict. You made a selfless choice, Eric. You chose the well-being of the village over your own desires. That is the mark of true bravery and sacrifice. Eric smiled faintly, appreciating her words. Maybe. But I wonder if there was another way, a path that didn't require such a sacrifice. As they continued their walk, they came across a group of children playing. One of them, a young boy named Tomas, ran up to Eric, his eyes shining with admiration. You're a hero, Eric! Eric knelt to be at eye level with the boy. I did what needed to be done, Tomas. But remember, sometimes being a hero means making tough choices. Tomas looked at him, his young face serious. I want to be like you when I grow up, brave and strong. Eric ruffled the boy's hair, a smile breaking through his somber mood. Then be ready to face challenges and make hard decisions. And always, always follow your heart. As the evening wore on, Eric found himself at the village's edge, looking out at the world beyond. The open roads, the distant hills, and the starry sky called to him. But he knew his journey would not take him there. He had made his final choice, and now he had to live with it. He turned back to the village, the sounds of laughter and music reaching his ears. This was his world now, a world he had saved but at a great personal cost. Eric realized that his story was not about the adventures he would have, but about the lives he had touched and changed, including his own. The final choice had been made, but Eric's journey was far from over. It had merely taken a different path, one filled with different kinds of adventures and discoveries, those of the heart and soul within the bounds of the village he had freed.